everyone, and welcome to another episode of Biohacking Beauty Podcast with me, Amitai Eshel, the co-founder and CEO of Young Goose, the biohacking skincare company who this podcast is by. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm happy you're here uh, today with me. You are in for a treat today. My guest today is Rachel Varga. She is a double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011, with over 20,000 procedures performed and an international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses, celebrity skin expert. She's featured by Dave Asprey, JJ Virgin, Wade Lightheart, Naveen, Jane, Dr. Kilian Petrucci, American's holistic plastic surgeon, Dr. Tony Yoon, and many more. Rachel is an international speaker and a five-time academically published award-winning author in the field of regenerative and aesthetic nursing, as well as an ex- executive board member and peer reviewer for uh, USA-based plastic and aesthetic nursing journal, a regular contributor to the UK-based Journal of Aesthetic Nursing, and monthly contributor to the Best Holistic Life magazine. Through education on at-home, non-toxic skincare, hair care, dermarolling, in-clinic skin rejuvenation, and biohacking, Rachel helps inspire others with her unique toolkit to slow cellular aging and enhance radiance using her holistic science of beauty method at rachelvarga.ca, where one-on-one sessions for at-home and in-clinic skin rejuvenation guidance are available. I cannot say enough uh, warm words about Rachel, her depth of knowledge, her accessibility, that that knowledge is very easily understood and applied. Uh, And that is why I'm very excited to have her on today. What you will learn today is how does the skin respond to biohacking, for example? How, you know, how Young Goose is a, and, and Rachel Varga's approach really go hand in hand in helping overall skin health. We also are going to learn what uh, Rachel's favorite biohacking, biohacks are for uh, the skin and slowing skin aging. We talk a lot about what is radiance and how you can cultivate it. We're diving deep into environmental aggressors, approaches for at-home and professional beauty treatments and rejuvenation treatments, and also basically a life that cultivates impressive individuals and beautiful skin. So I'm very excited for this podcast to contribute to you all. Before we start, it would mean the world to me and to us here at Young Goose and the Biohacking Beauty Podcast, if you would take two seconds out of your day to subscribe to this podcast. It doesn't only ensure you will never miss on an episode, but it also improves our visibility so other people that can enjoy the information on this podcast can do it as well because they will 
hear about it. Last thing before we start, I'm reminding you, this podcast is brought to you by Young Boost Skincare, the biohacking skincare brand. What we are trying to do is to really have your skin behave to optimize its function, have it behave as youthfully as it can. And then what we do, we ask it to do specific things through systematic approach to skin rejuvenation and longevity. You can visit youngboost.com and find out more about us. But now, without further ado, please welcome Rachel Varga. Welcome to the another episode of the Biohacking Beauty Podcast. My esteemed great uh, guest today is the great and powerful Rachel Varga. Rachel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me here, Amitai. It's great to spend time with you and the community here where my jam is also beauty and biohacking. I have a show. I actually have two shows talking about this too. So it's always a treat to find other people in my niche where we can nerd out and just share value in the space of skin health and slowing aging and kind of nerd out on this biohacking for beauty stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. We, we were just talking off air and we had to stop ourselves and kind of hit the record because yeah, I really do feel like you're the, the female version of me. <laughs> It's pretty funny. <laughs> so first of all, so it's it's funny that we uh, we need to kind of clue in people as to what we're talking about off air. But Rachel, like the reason I, I like to, the, the fact that, that we've arrived to the point that we're kind of the, the, the yin yang uh, version of the same idea yeah. is that you literally look at what this what the end goal needs to be which is like us wanting to look better and you break it down into the function of the body of the skin and how do we hack that like how do we affect that in order to uh, achieve the end goal which is uh, better looking skin what's the origin story like how did you even arrive to that yeah, well, let's just summarize looking at how do we optimize the function of the skin and the story of that mm-hmm. was actually through observing my most high vibrating clients. Mm-hmm. So really what I'm here to do as a human, if you're kind of like, what's your purpose? I know my purpose in my mid late 30s. It's to unpack something called radiance. Mm-hmm. What is radiance? What allows someone to enter a room and have presence, have confidence, have good posture, grooming, great looking hair, skin and nails, and be taken seriously and positively, both personally and professionally. So what is radiance? How do we unpack that? And that's my jam. And I started to learn what radiance was by simply observing my most high vibrating patients that were seeing Mm -hmm. me. And I've been doing this skin rejuvenation stuff since 2011, now I teach, write academic articles, present at big conferences all over the world and cool stuff like that, teaching the mm-hmm. future of aesthetic functional practitioners, which I'd love to talk about. Mm-hmm. But there would be these people that would come and meet with me aged 60 to 80, having never done a, you know, quote unquote, proper skincare routine or sought out any rejuvenation procedures. And we'd sit down together and I would look at them and I'd start to just my wheels would turn. And then I would ask them what they're currently doing in their lifestyle. And they would tell me, all of them, that they have various body, mind, spirit, and energy practices. Mm -hmm. 
all of them, they all have cultivated practices that they've been employing for the last number of decades, and it's paying off in their more mature years. Now, sometimes I would see clients in their 20s, 30s, 40s, they hadn't learned those skills yet, and they're looking for that silver, magical product that will hopefully do what it says on the back of the box, but isn't really working in a way that they're hoping because their body, mind, spirit, energy practices aren't quite dialed in. So it's almost like you could do all the rejuvenation in the world, use all the skincare in the world. But if you don't have those core practices to cultivate radiance, you're missing the mark and you're not going to achieve optimal results with the time and money you're investing in. So that's my story of looking at the function of the skin is that it's truly based on underlying body, mind, spirit, energy practices. And the energy is a huge thing right now. We can talk about non-ionizing radiation, writing a paper on that too. Mm -hmm. The energetics of like how we can get our body and our meat suit to function optimally because the skin is our largest organ. The skin displays if the inner machinery is working well or it's toxic, we need to do some detoxing. We just have to listen to the function of the skin, what it's trying to tell us. I couldn't agree more. You know, I I was on stage getting interviewed recently at a medical conference, and I was trying to explain what you explained so eloquently right now. And while explaining it, I reached the point myself, like a good way to explain that the skin is literally the last organ that the body prioritizes as far as optimization, right? Like if your skin is optimized, it is, it begs to... It, you, you, any, everything else has to be optimized because your body is going to prioritize like everything else before it prioritizes the skin. So if you have flawless skin, it says a lot about you. And this is why I think it is such an important part of attraction because basically it literally tells the other person, this man or woman has their health optimized in check right i mean like what (laughs) you're speaking my language (laughs) (laughs) so you you know you dive into the science of these pillars that that you have as far as what needs to be balanced what need what what you need to have dialed down in order to to affect your skin but if someone is in their 20s 40s whatever that is and does does not have all of the all of that down it can sound a little intimidating, you know, you breaking down everything that they need to have going on in order for them to have good skin. Do you agree? Like, do, do you feel sometimes people are taken aback when they, you know, when they realize they're, they have a lot missing? It's almost like anything that takes work can yeah. be a little intimidating. And mm-hmm. for you to transform your life, for you to be a more beautiful biohacker, sometimes when we shift from who we are or were to who we came here to be. That's Mm -hmm. not just who we want to be. It's really kind of who we came here to be to have that purpose is really important. And it takes time to unpack that. But if we're going to talk about pillars to healthy skin on a very basic 3D type of level, Mm-hmm. there's a couple of basics that everybody should be doing. And this is just what I noticed in my practice. When mm-hmm. clients were coming to meet with me and they would have red irritated skin, maybe they were told that they had rosacea, they had problems with acne, fine lines, wrinkles, sagging skin, all of that, uh, rough skin texture, large pores, 
as soon as I got a client on a basic protocol, and we're talking mm-hmm. with about three, four days to two weeks, and I would take before and after photos to prove this, and we would review and they'd be like, wow. And, I'm, and then I would also be like, wow, this was so simple to get glassy, healthy, functioning skin, cleansing the skin morning and night, moisturizing the skin morning and night, sun protection every day, gen- and gentle exfoliation, right, to promote that cell turnover both mechanically and with certain actives. So mm-hmm. cleanse, moisturize, sunscreen, exfoliate, and you know, throw in your amazing hyperbaric mask there too. <laughs> Those are great kind of key pillars to start. Yeah. Then have things like dermal rolling, microneedling, retinol, antioxidant serums, rejuvenation practices, only after you've established the basics to get the skin to function Healthily. It's like using a moisturizer to function as a multivitamin, if you will. Yeah. So I really want to stop and hone into the way that you see that your approach or the way that you view pillars in, in skin care and skin health. So the first question I have to you, when we are cleansing, there are like two, you know, I, I'll say even three theories when, when we're talking about cleansing the skin. So the first is that we want like the most gentle cleanser that we want, you know, basically like not to irritate the skin because we're going to do a lot of other things to it. That's like one group. The other group is more like that Korean approach, like double cleansing kind of approach where we're going to cleanse with like an oil base and then we're going to cleanse with a, with a water base. Uh, cleanser, like double cleansing. The first is going to remove makeup and purities, and the other one's going to re- remove like deeper uh, things. And there, li- there is like another group that connects to what you said about exfoliation, which has some like AHA, like alpha hydroxy ha- acid or beta hydroxy acid for that matter, some kind of like low level acid, like a one percent, to create some cellular turnover. Do you have? an approach that you like better than others, or do you think it's completely subjective to a to a client or to a user person? Well, first of all, yes, I do fall in category one, and I'll expand Great. on that. But there's also a fourth category of some esthetician or practitioner a long time ago said, stop washing your face because it's creating more irritation. Now that mm-hmm. is honestly the one problem I see across the board in those clients that seek me out that are complaining of red irritated sensitive skin Uh and what's happening when you're actually not washing the skin which i'm sure you know this but we have things like in the air dirt debris pollution mold that Uh can actually rest on the skin and create oxidative stress on the skin itself resulting in improper skin function which Uh will display as accelerated aging redness hyperpigmentation, sunspots, age spots, fine lines, wrinkles. So there's that camp as well. And mm-hmm. or there's the fifth camp of, oh, just, you know, washing once a day or the sixth camp of being a water splasher. As one of my <laughs> lovely clients from the UK said, he said, I'm a water splasher as a splasher, as you mentioned. And that's not doing anything, right? Like water no. is yeah. not going to cleanse away oxidative stressors in the air. That's why biohacking your environment for cleaner air is so important. You should see all the air purifiers I have in my home. Mm-hmm. I take that stuff seriously. So I'm in camp one of using a relatively non-irritating cleanser, yeah. but also a blend of camp two with the Korean double yeah. double cleanse. 
I don't love oil-based products. I find that those clients of mine that have been using oil-based products actually show the highest amounts of skin irritation. And it's probably actually related to using oil-based products that have rancid seed oils in them. So what I'm a bigger fan of is going back to camp one of using a non-irritating cleanser and doing a double cleanse. Mm -hmm. So a single cleanse in the morning, rinse it off completely to get the dirt oil debris from the air, your hair, your partner, your fur babies, whatever. (laughs) And then in the evening, do a double cleanse. So your first cleanse with one product, you don't need two products. We want to simplify. Mm -hmm. Use one good cleanser that's going to do it all, right? So your cleansers actually do take take off makeup, right? And so just simply use a cleanser that will first cleanse, take off your makeup and things that are on the skin. And then the second cleanse is actually going to be cleansing the skin. So Mm -hmm. kind of a blend of camp one, camp two, Uh, being acne prone, sometimes using a cleanser with a little bit of AHA, BHA is good for some people, but oftentimes those can be pretty irritating to the eyes also I find. So it's not ideal to take off your eye makeup, for example. So using something that's going to be gentle, but still effective to take your makeup off and wash your face so that you don't need separate eye makeup removers, makeup wipes, all these things. Yeah. Great. Great. Great breakdown. Just to mention, I I don't think I, I just to cover all the bases, if, if someone's get, gets confused with the AHA, BHA, it's anything that says like uh, lactic acid, peruvic acid, glycolic acid, whatever that is. Okay. Um, salicylic that, acid. Salicylic acid, which is, yeah, which is BHA. So that those are the, that's the camp. Yeah, I agree with you, especially that we don't really need those acids on our neck and chest, right? So we want to, not, not on a, the same amount. So like uh, we want to be able to control uh, what we're doing. So, yeah, I agree with you. So we cleansed the skin. What do you think about a toner? Like, what is your approach when you look at a toner? Because what we did is that, okay, I- I'm going to let you speak and, and and we'll go from there. But No, 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 you, you go toner? first. What, what do you think of toners? Okay, so again, because we started formulating from a medical point of view. What we were saying is we want to take medical grade products and have them not disrupt this uh, disrupt the endocrine system. That is like what we feel biohacking skincare is. Everything else, like in- integrating like longevity ingredients, peptides, whatever that is, is really extra and is built on top of that idea. So Again, a lot of toners, they would be using some type of mild exfoliant slash something that breaks down a little bit the skin barrier because the idea is to help following products absorb. And we try to o- maybe oversimplify it and, and take a product that would only balance the, the pH level of the skin so we know that every following product has is we formulate a product to interact with a specific skin acidity. So by predetermining the, the pH level, the skin acidity, the level of acidity of the skin, we can make sure the following products function in the best way, period. That is what our approach as far as a toner is. But that's just our opinion, to be honest with you. We're not a toner company. So I'd love to hear 
your approach? Do you think toning is important? Is it important for everyone? The stage right. is yours. Thank you. So the pH of the skin can have a bit of a range yeah. to actually be slightly mildly acidic. Um, so there's one thing about that is that if we're wanting to biohack and be healthy and be alkaline, mm-hmm. we want to be more alkaline than we want to be acidic. Um, so there's that as well. But the skin does have a specific, slightly acidic, kind of a wide range. And I would argue that the range of, say, four to seven, if some someone's on a lower more acidic range, they're probably more acidic in their bodies. Mm -hmm. So that would actually be, I should do a research paper on this to actually look at people's blood and their acidity. And we should totally collaborate on this. Yeah, obviously, yeah, this would be really fun. Because I think there might be something to this. And I am just like you. I love this. We have beautiful overlaps. This is why we have so much fun working together and collaborating Mm -hmm. and like, putting our minds together so that we can help all of you listening to get the best skin of your life through biohacking and beauty practices. I throw in (laughs) some extra grooming and radiance and masculine feminine stuff, rad things like that too. Mm -hmm. So toner, no, I have never loved the idea of using a toner simply because your cleanser, if it's made properly, should already be pH balanced. Mm-hmm. simply put it's one extra thing you don't need to buy not to mention a lot of people when they're using toner like products they're not just putting it in their hands and applying it they're using bleached cotton pads or cotton balls mm-hmm. and they're exposing things themselves it's one other extra thing to buy and also one more thing that's just going to go in the waste bin and then go to the landfill so we have to be more conscious consumers so that's why i like using one cleanser that will take off your makeup and pH balance your skin. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, agreed. So, However, however, yeah. if you and I had businesses that was all about how can we make the most money possible and sell the most <laughs> products possible, we would be promoting toners. So I find that's very interesting that you also aren't in the toner camp. You're kind of like mm-hmm. myself too. So. Mm-hmm. That was kind of something nice to unpack there. Yeah, to be honest with you, we never we, the, the idea was not to make a toner. We made uh, our, our product, BioC Peptide Spray, as a uh, spray. Basically, what we did was was say, you know, there is a company. I don't know. I never know if to mention name brands or not. But there is a company of thermal water, which they just take water. It's just mer- mineral water. They aerosolize it and you spray it on your face and you buy it for like over 10 bucks for a little can. And it was hilarious to me. Always the people are paying literally, I don't know, like a 10x the amount that they should be paying for that little bit of aerosolized water. So when we thought of like cool adjunct uh, products to make, I was like, well, people are addicted to this. Let's just give them benefits. So we, we used a special type of vitamin C that helps protect uh, or helps the skin deal with, with blue lights from screens. And the idea was, and some peptides that are hydrating from, from algae. And the idea was, if you're already going to spray it every couple of hours on your skin to, to you know, wake yourself up or whatever, at least let's give you some sun protection and some uh, blue light protection. That was the idea. But it, it, it does have a skin pH balancing ability. And that is why we recommend using it as a toner. I agree with you. What would be- See, I so love that. Is, there's yeah. a copper peptide spray that I really like too. I'm not going to drop name brands. I work with like 15 different brands and Young Goose is going to be added to what I offer to my clients mm-hmm. too. 
But I also love the idea of a spray throughout the day just to kind of wake things up. And when you have your sunscreen and makeup on, it's just giving you that extra little input, literally infusion of antioxidants and peptides to help feed and nourish the skin and combat a free radical and oxidative stress. So same camp there too. Yeah, for sure. So what would be your next? Obviously, then a person is going to to apply serums. Am I correct? Or do you have some other uh, adjunct before before a serum? Well, it depends. So I'm a little Mm -hmm. bit acne prone. Uh Um, Acne can be a sign of youth, or it can be a sign of hormone imbalances or leaky gut and all sorts of things. But I mean, we're human, sometimes we'll develop little things, Mm -hmm. maybe we're going through a little bit more stress than usual, in different environments and different literal positions on the planet that might not actually energetically be ideal for us. And I think that that's also a piece of optimizing our radiance, finding somewhere in the world where you live, where you you can notice. I was just talking about this on a, a healing hike with one of my girlfriends, four by four mm-hmm. into the woods at a cell reception. We have a bear bells. There could be a bear around the corner. Pretty sure I smelt a bear like three times. Saw tracks. <laughs> Story of my life, evidence of bears. But being able to figure out what maybe your skin needs at different times in your cycle, if you're a lady or you've been through more kind of stressful events and you just see the start of skin inflammation and a breakout starting or like a little bit more congestion, that's when you're going to exfoliate. So I would cleanse, maybe do a mechanical scrub and maybe Mm -hmm. even bump that up with some type of gentle AHA or BHA type product. And then I would go for my moisturizer, eye cream, neck cream, sunscreen, makeup, all that stuff. But uh-huh. if, say, I'm living the dream in Florida and Miami recently at this big biohacking conference, that's mm-hmm. when I'm going to go for a potent antioxidant serum. So I'd cleanse, put my eye cream on, antioxidant serum, moisturizer, sunscreen. So that antioxidant serum will bump up my hydration levels a little bit and also help to gobble up free radicals mm-hmm. that can form that my sunscreen isn't quite screening. Yeah. Yes, I agree with you. So talking about like exfoliation, I, I, we, we're going to talk about like free radicals and, and serums in a second and antioxidants, but talking about exfoliants, here's my worry. When I'm releasing my clients, clients into the wild, right? When I send a product and now it's up to them how often they use it, how if they use it, etc. There is something that is called the high flick limit. High flick limit means that Every time the cell splits, it sacrifices telomeres. Telomeres are the ends of, of the chromosomes, the ends of the DNA. They are You can think of them as the plastic on shoelaces. And uh, every time the cell needs to divide because, because we're using an exfoliant or whatever that is, or retinol, we are sacrificing some of those little ends of our DNA that are not active. They just protect the DNA, actually. And when they are depleted when they're done, the cell's not going to split split anymore. So it's kind of done. Obviously, maybe later on, we'll talk about strategies on how to support that and prevent that from happening. But I think through what I explained, you can see what my worry is over exfoliation, right? And you, it, it, it's extremely common, like over stimulation for repair, go ending up in, in, you know, one of my opinions about radio frequency that we can end up in, but uh, that is my concern. 
overstimulation for renewal. How do you, what, what is the perfect balance for you? What, how do you see stimulation for renewal express itself at a home care combined with professional care? How, how does it work in, in your eyes? That's perfect. And I think what we need to do is we learn to, as biohackers, we use metrics to tell mm-hmm. us if we're doing good, if say Mm -hmm. our HRV is high or if our HRV has tanked, maybe we need to focus more into our recovery mode as opposed to push, 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 cold therapy, hot therapy, all this additional stressors. So the one thing that I notice about exfoliating is sometimes I'll go a week without doing a scrub, right? Uh So what I'll do is when I'm cleansing the skin, I'm doing my facial wash on lymphatic drainage and I love teaching tutorials on this too. You'd probably love to learn this too. Mm -hmm. Yes. But I'm feeling the skin and I'm feeling if it's a little dry, if it's a little rough, if I have any blemishes starting or if up close, I'm noticing, oh, there's some blackheads. Maybe I need to, you know, start to exfoliate. What do the pores on my nose look like? So Mm -hmm. if I'm noticing that my skin's giving me signs of, okay, maybe do a scrub today. Maybe, you know, use a mask like your hyperbaric mask, for Mm -hmm. example, to exfoliate, hydrate, use some active enzymes, things like that. Then I'll do my scrub. Generally speaking, I'll say anywhere from two to five times a week. Um, Five, obviously on the higher end of things. I think seasonally, this, this needs to be adjusted as well. So in the summer, I tend to use my mechanical and chemical exfoliants a little bit less. And in the winter time, I just noticed that we're inside more, we have more things on the skin, the skin can feel a little bit drier and rougher. And then when you exfoliate, it gets that top stratum corneum off a little bit, which is like cornflakes on the skin, essentially. Yeah. And so when you exfoliate your products, like your antioxidant serums and moisturizers will be better able to penetrate the skin. But the other thing with exfoliants that I want to talk about is that the quality really matters and the type of mechanical exfoliants. So I've never actually been a fan of apricot hull scrubs, um, cranberry hull sea scrubs, rice, salt, sugar scrubs on the face, because up close, those particulates, I have a background in Gen Chem Organic Chem and Biochem, are crystalline in nature. So they're actually innately going to be kind of scratching and tearing the skin. So terrible if you're already prone to having skin sensitivities, sensitive skin, things like that. So I'm a bigger fan of using a grit, like a mechanical scrub that's going to polish and buff the skin. Mm -hmm. Something with some like a spherical type of particle to buff and polish. And then there's different, uh, we'll talk about in-clinic stuff too, like chemical exfoliants. You might think chemical peel, oh, that sounds super scary, but don't be afraid of the word chemical because your water, your air is actually chemical. Mm-hmm. A chemical is a combination of atoms coming together to form a molecule and all of that. So yeah. when you see things like chemical free and the first ingredient is water, that's just completely from a chemistry perspective, just a, a greenwashing marketing type of ploy. But I do love certain types of at-home peel options that are super clean and not use amino acids and and other things just to gently help with the cell turnover, but isn't too intense, especially like you said on the neck, you're right about that. Uh, But in clinic, there's a lot of great options. Personally, I haven't had to do an in-clinic exfoliation procedure on myself, and I'm a practitioner, over Mm -hmm. 20,000 rejuvenation 
procedures performed, teach other people this stuff too. I actually haven't had to do an in-clinic facial type of treatment in about a year and a half Mm. because my home care is so good. But if you're kind of just starting on this journey, sometimes starting with an in-clinic procedure, there's some benefits to doing that as like a, a facial, just to kind of get a read on where you're going and who you're potentially working with. Yeah, well, perfectly said, yeah, perfectly said. I wanted to take a quick break for this episode to chat with you about our Young Goose skincare product and our special offer for our podcast listeners. Our products are the world's first biohacking skincare products. And what they aim to do is to reboot uh, your skin cells to a youthful state so they can correct the cellular damage that is accumulated over time. Our favorite products and the one that we recommend everyone to start with are is our care concentrated moisturizer that can be used as both a day and a and the night cream. What this product is really specially delivering to the skin is our NAD precursors that are nano-sized and lipolized. They are both NR and NMN. And what they aim to do is to fuel the repair processes that our skin engages in by activating also our sirtuins, which are our anti-aging genes or our longevity genes that are responsible for DNA repair and basically repairing who we are really as human beings. In order to do that in the most effective way, we combine it with our enhanced resveratrol, which is fermented resveratrol that allows resveratrol to be 50 times more bioavailable in the skin and actually non-toxic because most people don't know that resveratrol is actually toxic for the skin since the skin doesn't have the enzyme to break it down like our gut does. So by fermenting the the resveratrol and introducing the enzymes in the fermentation process, we can obviously make it non-toxic and 50 times more bioavailable. And Care Concentrated Moisturizer also has 10 more active ingredients that support those processes, such as CoQ10, PQQ, two forms of vitamin C, and even turmeric and B vitamins. This is the first product we recommend. The second is eye care, which is a version of care specifically for the eyes. It also contains our NAD precursors and also contains very, very advanced peptides, our proprietary complex that includes GHKCU, a copper peptide that is very famous for its anti-aging abilities. The third product we recommend is our ProCare Serum. And that is a very special serum because it interacts with the mTOR pathway, which is a pathway that is very famous for its ability to affect how we age. So this product does a few things, but really what it does, it eliminates senescent cells, which are cells that harm our skin because our skin couldn't clear them very well. So it eliminates those, regenerates the skin. It stimulates the mitochondria with lilac uh, cell culture extract. And it also has a very strong and effective form of vitamin C that is well known to help the skin regenerate itself. Combining these three products by first applying ProCare, then Eye Care, and then Care will give you the best results you've ever experienced for your skin, and that we guarantee. If you would like to try these products, you can head over to younggoose.com, to our website, and when checking out, please use the promo code PODCAST20 in all capital letters in order to get 20% off your first purchase. Again, head over to younggoose.com and use promo code PODCAST20 
in all capitals for 20% off your first purchase. And now let's get back to the podcast. I think first of all, the word chemical is a scary word. Okay, just in general, it is a, uh, and I think like most of the other triggery type words in, um, in the realm of relaying information to an end user, I think the problem is, is that it has a completely different meaning when we're talking about, for example, just as an example, chemical SPF and mineral SPF or chemical makeup and mineral makeup. Chemical peel just means that it is not a physical peel. That's what it means. It doesn't mean the same thing. It is not an eliminate an elimination of natural substances as far as what peels the skin, because those acids are actually, most of them are acids that have synonymous acids working in the skin in order to shed skin layers. So, you know, the word chemical in and on its own is a trigger that should be addressed, but I agree with you 100%. So when you do... I, and I also agree that it is seasonal, not only that it is seasonal, one of the uh, things that we've been investing the most amount of money, time, as far as research and development is match or, or doing a cycle syncing or hormone syncing regimen for people's skincare. When I say that, I mean people who are premenopausal that 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 have not gone through menopause yet and when i say people i mean women that are premenopausal obviously every week their hormone their hormone makeup looks different estrogen progesterone etc their skin is literally a different skin every week it has different needs as you said it has different abilities and it also has a different let's call it a different permeability. The, the, the flora is a little bit different. So the products actually should look a little bit different, you know, separating it from people who are taking pregnancy preventing pills or are on hormone replacement therapies. Those two exclude, exclude them from what I was saying, but I couldn't agree with you more. How about, what about toxins? What about toxins? Yeah, if we're talking about chemicals, yeah. um, actually everything on planet Earth that you're consuming is a chemical. But what we care about are whether or not those ingredients are toxins. So that's one of the things I like about what you've created is that you don't use, and I don't use products with these ingredients either. You need to stop using anything on or around your body or even your cleaning products that contains parabens, phthalates, sulfates, artificial dyes and fragrances. And test it on animals. Go for you know companies that test on consenting humans instead. Yes, I agree with you. I would say this: toxins in general. And actually, so let's talk about dis- disruptors, stressors in general. Your body's dealing dealing with stress, with 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 negative molecules all the time. The most important is obviously to uh, avoid them when we can. But there is another aspect of allowing the skin to deal with those molecules. So we were, we just launched our SPF. It took four years to develop it. And what we were trying to do, yeah, it, it's a mineral 
SPF, it doesn't have chemical sunblocks, it's using uh, zinc oxide. And that is kind of where the anti-UV radiation talk is going to end. But I think, you know, 90% of American Americans are vitamin D deficient. It means they're not getting enough sun. Our society gets bombarded by artificial environmental stressors. You are a big EMF protection proponent or having the skin, skin deal with EMF, and I want you to talk about it in a second. But we also were looking at pollution. We were talking about you know, free radicals, high energy, visible light. The blue light there has been shown to pigment the skin as well. So all these things, we've developed a sunblock that protects from all these things as well. But I'd love for you to talk a little bit about like what, what EMF does to the skin. What are you saying people experiencing when they are, they're exposed to, the, to these stressors? Absolutely. I'd love to first circle back to EMF. But, I mean, yeah. med says red irritated eyes, redness, and oxidative stress to the skin. Just to mm-hmm. quickly answer that, and I'll expand on that. That's very mainstream research um, that you can find on PubMed. If you look up EMFs in the skin on PubMed, you'll find those two papers. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to talk about toxins and energy and disruptors and stressors. Yeah. So what radiance is to me is optimizing who we are. Most of who we are and what we are and who and what we interact with around us is actually space. It's the space Mm -hmm. between, right? So you have all these atoms and molecules vibrating at a certain frequency and let's hope those frequencies are ideal so that they can function optimally. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the stressors that we're exposed to now via blue light, which reaches three times deeper into the skin than what you get outside. I'm a huge fan of, you know, 15, 30 minutes a day, get as much of your full body exposed as possible. I live in the North here. So sometimes that's really (laughs) difficult to do uh, most of the year. So that's why, you know, supplementing that is really helpful. Supplement that D, but also really thinking about the negative energy that you could be exposing yourself to unconsciously through your social media, through news, through where you are, through the people that you're around. Because when your body is in that stressful state, worrying about this, that, the other thing, it's not in that hopeful state. It's not in that grounded, centered, balanced, and aligned state that's going to elicit cortisol and stress responses. So if you want to have the best hair, skin, nails of your life, You got to surround yourself with your tribe, your community, because when we're in and around others that are on this fellow high vibe biohacking radiance train, you're going to go to these events and you're going to think a model bomb just dropped. You're going to look around and you're going to see all these amazing ladies and gentlemen with a beautiful, glassy, radiant looking skin. And I love seeing this in men who are 60 and up. And they just like, they look so, so incredibly healthy. If you're wanting to enhance your beauty and become your best version, hacking the energy side of things, the energy is what makes up 70 to 80% of you. So that's why I'm such a big proponent on what is this radiant stuff for getting the best hair, skin, nails of your life. When I'm at different biohacking events and I'm in a community of 45 to 500 people 
all on the same type of frequency and wavelength, if you will. We really feed off one another. And I notice in my skin, it's its most clearest. It's its most glassiest. My hair is even less frizzy. It's the weirdest thing, but I just feel better. So that's a great way to um, hack your stress actually through your environment and who you're around. We're not meant to be in a room by ourselves, you know, looking at a computer screen all day. We are meant to feed off each other's energy and balance and stabilize ourselves. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about sunscreen, one thing I wanted to mention as well, and then this ties into EMFs, is it's really tricky these days. A lot of mineral-based makeup and mineral-based sunscreens are marketed as mineral. But when I'm on a one-on-one call with a client, I ask to actually have them flip around the product they're using. And sure enough, in the medicinal ingredients, it's going to link list uh, zinc, titanium, but also oxybenzone, avobenzone, Mm -hmm. and all these other like if if you have in the medicinal ingredient section, anything that ends with an own or an eight, those are actually going to be chemical sunscreen filters. So that mineral sunscreen filter that you thought that you bought is actually a blend. And this is really sneaky. And this really irritates me to no end. And in fact, a lot of there's one brand in particular, I'm not going to throw it under the bus, it's not my style, but this was a practitioner grade, a physician med spa grade product. And they really fell out of favor about seven to eight years because they started to do these blends of mineral and chemical filters. And chemical filters are hormone endocrine disruptors. They kill coral reefs. So imagine what they're doing to your biology. So when we're talking about EMFs and we're talking about non-ionizing radiation, Some of us are more sensitive to this than others. I actually saw on the WHO website a number of years ago that about 10 to 15% of the population, I literally remember this, it was embedded in my mind and now I can't find it. We're finding this is happening on some of these websites and 10 to 15% of the population, this was like, I think five to 10 years ago, I found this blurb, Mm -hmm. are hypersensitive to uh, non-ionizing radiation and electromagnetics. So imagine... Mm -hmm what that number must be now. And I recently spoke with an energy medicine practitioner, a guy who's like 65. He's been doing this a long time. Some people can manage non-ionizing radiation better than others. So again, that supports that little blurb that I saw that unfortunately I can't find anymore. So I'm one of those people that is electromagnetically hypersensitive. I won't feel as at ease. Um, I'll notice my autonomic nervous system. I have to work a little bit harder to regulate it. That's why I like cold therapy as a way to um, say, for example, I'm kickboxing or I'm doing martial arts and I hurt myself. It's like instead of freaking out and swearing, I'll be like, "Ooh, okay, time to take inventory of did I break my wrist or not doing that spinning back this. (laughs) Yes. Right. Getting in nature, grounding. So when you're talking about sunlight, not only do we want to expose our body 15, 30 minutes a day, you also want to be grounding outside and finding pockets where you are. Grab your EMF reader, pick up one of these, like 150 bucks, and then you'll be able to see just how high your vehicle actually might be that you're sitting in. So smart cars, electric vehicles, all these things, just brutal smart homes. Don't get me started on that. Yes. But if I'm on my computer, I might as well be sitting next to my router. And we forget about this stuff. Yeah. So for the skin... What non-ionizing radiation does to the skin is it messes with our blood. What we want to do is have pure, happy, healthy, flowing blood that's going to deliver oxygen and nutrients to our organs. Hello, our skin, the largest organ. And also detoxify, take away CO2 and toxins from metabolic processes. 
So you can actually measure decreased oxygenation to the skin with different detectors, which I talk about in my upcoming paper. We can actually see that there's less blood flow on the skin with even yakking on your cell phone for five minutes. So keep your phone on airplane mode. I keep mine in a Faraday cage. I don't have any Bluetooth in my home. Router's off at night. It's like convenience is killing us these days. And don't even get me started on those AirPods. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And now we start also seeing not only that it affects the blood, we also are starting to see that it literally is like a cigarette in the way where it depletes antioxidants. So our skin barrier, again, uh, basically the real protector between the environment and the inside of our body, the thing that sacrifices itself for the greater good, relies on antioxidants that are interwoven between those scaffolding of dead skin cells and, and, and skin cells later on. And when we are exposed to EMF, it literally destroys that ability to protect the, uh, the body with antioxidants. And we are, we're just as humans, we're literally not built to deal with it. We did not evolve whatsoever to, to deal with it. And that is why, again, when we made the sunblock, that was as important to us as EMF uh, or, excuse me, as UV radiation. Obviously, there's also pollution. When we talk about antioxidants, it is true that we need to protect ourselves from oxidative stress. But pollution, if we live in New York City, downtown Miami, whatever that may be, not in Palm Beach so much, but uh, in places that are more hectic or have more pollution, what we're going to see is carbon and nitrogen free radicals that our body has very little ability to handle. And that is why we need now to incorporate things like C60, which is an antioxidant that is not native to the body, or what we use lipochromin 6 is kind of a kind of a skin available version of it, which is uh, protecting us from those other uh, free radicals that are not native to the to to the world as we know it, you know. So that is as far as as, as sun blockage and and EMF etc. Going back to um, that ideal skincare routine that someone does in their in their home, you you did mention our mask, but there are a lot of add-ons that people can add that adjust skincare to their own benefits because what we did until now was like okay that's what everyone should use but we're all individuals right we have people that are more that need more hydration we have people who need more renewal because you know we were learning that you know about half of us our our natural like glutathione our natural antioxidant ability is marred is 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 uh imperfect as we as as we grow older and obviously there are people who need more whatever that may be. Uh, so how do you see individuality? Yeah, absolutely. I love the idea of recommending rich moisturizer for say the more drier months or say you've had some recent extra sun exposure, you just had an in-clinic laser. Yes, I'm sure I'm right on the same page with you with radio yeah. frequency rejuvenation, I'm sure. Uh, I love our, our overlaps here. 
Um, there's no freaking way I would want to be doing a radio frequency session on someone's face right in front of my ovaries. I'm sorry. I like other <laughs> laser technologies yes. like Urbium, um, uh, broadband light options too. But laser is actually, funnily enough, the highest area of litigation in medical yes. aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Even more so than injectables or surgery, which is really interesting. So for an ideal skincare routine, having a lighter moisturizer, say when you need it, say that time of the month in your cycle where a little bit maybe more acne prone, things like that. Or if you're feeling a little rough, maybe you've just done some exfoliation or like an at-home type of peel or dermal rolling or whatever, being able to have like some type of recovery product is great. Or if you're cooking and doing your hair and, you know, maybe you burn yourself or cut yourself, uh, living your best life, uh, having something to feel the skin is, is really great too. The other thing you mentioned about antioxidants and the immunity of your skin, also what I started to notice was when I really started to stack my biohacks and with that also focusing on my adrenal support supplements, so adaptogens, there's actually three adrenal supplements that I like to take, which help to um, support my adrenals. So when I go on stage, I'm literally cool as a cucumber. I just Mm -hmm. had, you know, one of my biggest stage headliner presentations yet. And here I am in the corner in the backstage, handing out my nootropics, my supplements to other other speakers at this conference. I was like, I felt like the the truth I'm talking about, by the way. So adrenal support, immune system support, NAC, glutathione, Q-citrina, all these things, green tea extracts, great. Um, taking things like collagen, I've been sipping on collagen, grass-fed beef collagen here. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do some testing to figure out what type of collagen is good for you. But focusing on your adrenals, your immune health, your brain health, your gut health, when you're kind of maybe tweaking and even alternating and stacking mm-hmm. supplements to address those areas, your skin will thank you. So when I started to go on this deep dive a couple of years ago of, you know, taking just a boatload of immune supporting antioxidants, I noticed that my hair was coming in thicker, my nails, yeah. like, you know, I could be working on my vehicle and my nails will not break. Like these are tough as nail nails and these are all mine. So you start to notice, oh, you know, my skin looks brighter. It's clear. I don't have as much pigmentation. Or if I get a breakout, it's not staying red for as long. My nails aren't breaking as often. They're growing like weeds. My hair is coming in fuller and and all of that. And my eyes look brighter. I don't have like signs of inflammation, like yeah. redness and puffiness to the eyes. So supplementing and stacking your biohacks, I think are really, really important for good skin too. And omegas. Oh, we love our omegas. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you very much. That was my one comment there that I, and, and you know, the way that w- what can, comes out from what you're saying is, is that we can have the skin or um, request the skin to do whatever we want, but the ing- the ingredients, the manufacturing facility for all of those ingredients, all those molecules that our skin is going to require are not produced in the skin. They are produced in our gut, they are produced in our liver, they are produced in our whatever that may be, microbiome within our gut that that synthesizes vitamins and et cetera. So we are reliant on a different production facility than our skin. It's not enough to take care of our skin. Obviously, omega-3s are very important. 
We talked about antioxidants. I have two that I uh, shamelessly uh, promote, even though we don't have any um, uh, financial ties with them. Actually, three. The first is Qualia Skin. The second is, I think it's called Environ. I just finished my, my bottle, so I can't refer to it. It's by Microbiome Labs. And the third is Just Blue, which is a uh, methylene blue trochee by Troscriptions. These three, I feel like, completely overhaul your skin's your skin and the, the body's ability to support it. Do you have any other brands that you hold near and dear that you really like in, in those areas? Of course I do. <laughs> I recently actually was reached out to do a study for a product. So I've been working with this one particular brand for since I started in 2011. It's a skin supplement, it's a nutraceutical uh, coming out of France. And their hero ingredient is superoxide dismutase. So I've been getting great results with that one with my clients with hyperpigmentation and melasma to suppress the overproduction of melanin in the skin, which also can even help. And um, they have some research on their enzyme with vitiligo. Yeah. And then they had another product, which was an omega coupled with their SOD and other cofactors too. And they were saying things like, oh, it's going to give your skin more of a golden glow, less signs of inflammation, pigmentation, fine lines, wrinkles. And I'm always skeptical, even though this is a company I've worked with for so long. And they said, hey, Rachel, why don't you do a study alongside this other, you know, top world class surgeon and take a look at, you know, 10 clients of yours, have them on it. So uh, Dr. Cord Goldberg, he did his study for only three weeks and I did mine for six to eight weeks. And then right. we put our photos together. We presented it was translated in six languages. Wow presented all over the world, big, big kind of reveal here. And across the board, everyone had more golden looking skin, this more golden complexion, less darkness and puffiness to the eyes. So less darkness, to the corners of the eyes here under the eyes, uh, less like edema kind of looking to the eyes, so the eyes look brighter. Uh, pore size came down, fine lines and wrinkles looked less deep, pigmentation faded. Uh, red acne scarring hyperpigmentation went away faster. And this was across the board. So that's a product that I don't always like to say brand names because things can fall out of favor. And you actually mm -hmm. mentioned something that what I notice in the industry, and this is why I'm very particular about this on my show too, is to not always say brand names because I'm always evaluating ingredients from the 15 different brands I work with every quarter. When I'm doing my inventory, I'm also literally reading the ingredients because what can happen is sometimes these companies have made a great product that you love and then they get bought by something else or manufacturing processes change. And then they all of a sudden start to add canola oil <laughs> into Omega type of products. So this is something that I'm hypervigilant on. I really don't think that the company that I did the study for would ever do that, but I definitely do see this. I really like Qualia. I recently interviewed uh, Gregory. He is so lovely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like that's a great company doing good things too. So not only are we in the space of beauty and biohacking, but we're also in the space of good people trying to do good things, do the best that they can. But then there's other products that end up selling. Um, you know, this is the goal of a doctor who owns a medical practice that mm -hmm. then gets bought by a corporate running conglomerate, which we're seeing in med spa space, which yeah. I think we should talk about the future of med spas. Yeah. But um, yeah, definitely 
couple of different recommendations on my end, but I love Omegas. So first of all, I, I completely agree. Before we go into the future of med spas, because this is, I feel like in under the future of medical services, outpatient medical services in med spa specifically is something underground that is, it's a revolution that no one is aware of. But before we go there, I would like to mention one thing that you are completely, we are completely in agreement with. And actually, it's, it's nice that we both have this uh, wink, wink kind of communication that we know what we're talking about, but we are, we're, you know, we're not, we're not going to be so discourteous as, as to say in public, but, but, you know, there are, com- what, when a company is bought, it is extremely rarely, well, let's say outside of Silicon Valley, it's kind of un- unheard of that a company is bought because of a technology company. What, what a bigger buyer is buying is trust. A brand is, it's the people who have endowed it with their trust. That's what you are buying. A company, a, a very prominent, very, very successful skincare company that is a big example. It's a company that got bought in 2011. It's one of the, the you know, the highest regarded uh, companies in the market, got bought by the biggest company in the in the uh, Was that also world. maybe um, at, affiliated with like Big Food and Big P2? Because we're seeing a lot of that with big skincare of companies. Of course. What, I mean, yes. So we're, you know, we are obsessed with NAD, right? Uh, Young Goose, we, we obviously believe that's the foundation of, of healthy skin and, and body, so have, having enough NAD. The biggest money, so... MIT, Harvard, the Weizmann Institute, which we work in, which is like MIT in Israel, they were all, you know, pouring money into this into this research. And then one, two, but one big player in the food pharmaceutical world came in and eclipsed in one year everything that was poured into this market until today. So I, I couldn't agree with you more. You should definitely... Keep an eye on your favorite products. Make sure that they are still the products that are your favorite. And we can definitely link it with, what, with what's going on now in the aesthetic world, in the professional aesthetic world, which is becoming more corporate, more conglomerate-based. Uh, what are you seeing there? Yeah, I'm seeing the future aesthetic practitioners reaching out to me because not only do I help the patient, the client, right? Get the best hair, skin, nails of their life, what that Mm -hmm. looks like at home and in clinic. But I'm also here for the practitioner too, because I've Mm -hmm. done my 10 plus years in the industry. I'm an academically published researcher, international trainer on this stuff. So other doctors and nurses will actually hire me to either come into their clinics and teach them hands-on things, or we can work online, which is really fun too. maybe even start online and do in clinic stuff. But I'm just seeing this kind of like flood of biohacking aesthetic practitioners that understand the functional stuff. And they are noticing what I noticed a long time ago with what results are being achieved, the type of results, the optimal outcomes, which I like to refer to in my papers in certain people. And those are people that have low inflammation and that have healthy lifestyle practices Mm -hmm. and aren't getting rejuvenation when they're not feeling well. Now, what I wrote in a recent paper that was published in a UK journal, Journal of Aesthetic Nursing, I've published a couple times with them now, 
is this optimal rejuvenation algorithm. So I'm highlighting the home care, the lifestyle, starting from least invasive to most invasive. And when you write papers that are kind of disruptive like that, or my first paper was actually a warning paper on tear trough filling. Mm -hmm. And a number of years ago, tear trough filling started to get really popular. You'd see on social media, you know, stuff getting injected in the lower eyelid area to immediately before and after get rid of darkness and laxity and and uh, tear trough hollowing. Mm -hmm. What you didn't see was a month later, a month later, eight months later, eight years later, what I would see having 11 plus years in an oculoplastics ophthalmology type of practice. So that's like, you got your derms, you got your plastics, you got your oculoplastics. That's where I sat for a huge portion of my career. And so people come to me and, you know, I need to help them out with it. So then I thought enough is enough. This is a trendy procedure. I'm going to write a paper and I'm going to present this paper at the highest uh, aesthetic nursing plastic surgery conference also that I'm board certified through as well. Mm -hmm. And I thought for sure the room would be crickets, right? Everyone who's a new injector, for example, wants to learn teardrops because that's what Mm -hmm. everyone's asking about. And then here I am presenting safer alternatives that actually gave them better results. And I was actually really surprised. It was standing room only. The place was packed. I had the fullest room in the entire event. I was just blown away. People asking me afterwards to teach them my methods. And it's kind of funny, like when you're a practitioner, kind of in your own world community, and then you share your knowledge and it's just so well received. It's like, okay, I'm on the right track. So then I just kept being a little bit of a disruptor in the medical aesthetic space not really caring if I offended anybody because the bottom mm-hmm. line for me is safer and more optimal outcomes. And it's been so well received, which is great. So we have these pockets of practitioners that are doing the cookie cutter approach, you know, sign up for six of these, sign up for six of these, six of these. It's cookie cutter approach for whoever comes in the door. And then you have the aesthetic practitioners, this next generation who I'm helping to train and mentor and teach how can we deliver safer, more optimal outcomes in this type of algorithmic approach that's starting from least invasive to most invasive, but we might be able to get our optimal results somewhere in the middle without having to jump the gun and go most invasive and do the heavy lifting at home. So I'm helping to start a bit of a medical aesthetics revolution, being a little bit of a rebel, a bit of a disruptor, but it's really neat to see also the nutrition and the biohacking and the functional side of things. So that's like the future of aesthetics. I think it's not just the traditional med spa that, you know, my community, eight to 10 of the big ones here have all been bought out. So bottom line is cash money, not the patient. The future is you got your medical practice, functional practice, you know, FDNPs in there doing some nutritional stuff. You have your biohacking place, you're getting, you know, different infusions, lasers to your blood, you know, cryo sauna, all sorts of cool things. That's, that's the future where actually fewer interventions will be needed if you do the work. One, one million percent, you know, something that you've it was kind of, kind of was uh, jumping into my mind when when you were talking about th- what you're seeing is our industry is very, very interesting in the way that it progresses, and why I'm saying that is because it is a met, you know, most of the people who excel in the beauty world, they excel because they are 
very proficient manually. That is um, anywhere from the esthetician that does that does facials for people in her, you know, one room place, all the way to plastic surgeons. And that is what happens is is that it hyper focuses people on their own ability and honing their own ability to work with their hands. And you, I think you can see what's going on here. It develops a tunnel vision. If you think of tear trough injections and the way that it became a hot topic, I would say like six years ago, eight years ago. The reason is, is because now you had another component that you could excel in because you did need to be very careful there especially with like neurotoxins if you injected it there. But it was still within the realm of, I, if I believe I have like the best hands, quote unquote, in the business, that's how I excel. But where the real innovation in medicine is, is innovation in incorporation, innovation in functionality. You know, when we used to, one of the biohacking companies that we consulted back in the day was a laser company, a red light therapy company, but it started as a therapeutic laser company. And what we used to tell the doctor, the plastic surgeon or the orthopedic surgeon that we tried to convince them to use, you know, um, lasers to help their patients heal. We told them, you're the artist. We improve the canvas, right? So I love that, that idea of, let's say, being a kind of a fine mesh sieve of uh, integrative information, right? Don't You don't need to let go as, as a professional. You don't need to let go of everything that you're, you've been do- doing until now. On the contrary, Rachel Varga is going to be the, uh, the aggregator of additional services or additional applications that can, that can interact with what you're doing in the best way and even improve it. Yeah, I love what you said there. The tunnel vision thing is true. And if there's any practitioners listening here, it's always like, oh, there's something new to master. But the problem is, the problem is with new stuff, you always got to wait for that seven to eight years for it to be applied on the general population. Mm -hmm. Never want to go with the first iteration of a laser or biostimulatory or biomimetic type of product. You always want to give it a couple of years for the product to be uh, maybe the second or third iteration of it, like with you mentioned with your skincare, but also the way it's applied. Mm -hmm. So the position I've always taken with rejuvenation and promoting safety and optimal outcomes was always this kind of slight observer effect. And yes, you could be faulted for not always doing the latest and greatest and most innovative But at the end of the day, I sleep well because I don't have people calling me up and I'm causing problems for them, Mm -hmm. right? So there's that as well. So it's a combination of being an innovator while also being an observer and taking the time to integrate the innovation and just kind of observe and see how things suss out. But of course, adding input to make things better. So that's why I'm so excited about exosomes and peptides and all these other products. I see that uh, optimizing the blood with different applications, that's Mm -hmm. the future. Yeah. And that's, I think we're going to see that side of things roll out in about seven to eight years. But right now we're kind of at ground zero. So just in my experience, that's kind of how long it takes 
for things to become optimized for the consumer, which is for the most part, you tuning in here. The other thing I wanted to just kind of mention as a sieve and all of that for all of you listening is to really start to build your tribe and community of people you trust, speakers, teachers, mentors, researchers like Amitai and I, if you look at us in our eyes, if you pick up on our, you know, physical social cues, you can tell that we really want to help. And we're not just in it for the money. So uh, be aware of those YouTube, um, you know, people telling you to do this, that and the other thing, and you kind of look in their eyes and kind of have this like flat affect. It's like, knock, knock, kind of mm-hmm. home. What's going on back there? Are they high vibe? Or are they low vibe? Look for people that are even slightly vibrating at a place higher than you are, that you have something to learn from and just kind of notice that energy. Because what you said before, you can request the skin to do things, but I also want you to allow for the space to receive, right? To lay the groundwork with your body, mind, spirit, energy practices, have your biohacking routines dialed in, be flexible with fasting and biohacking and things like that also, be flexible with the different stages and rhythms of your life and set the groundwork to receive the best hair, skin and nails of your life. Set the groundwork to receive more balanced masculine and feminine energy. Set the groundwork to be a radiant human, to create the life of your dreams, receive living your best life. It's not just the hair, skin and nails. Like I can do that stuff with my eyes closed. Now it's this next layer of how to like take that healthy skin, but even go further with the energetic side of things. So energy medicine is very exciting. Some of the things that are coming out, even just this last month, um, a lot of, I would even say reverse engineering happening. So the, the future of health and wellness is very exciting with skin health. And I look forward to continuing to collaborate with you, Amitai, and write some research papers. And you guys should all listen to, actually today I'm launching Amitai's episode on my show, The Rachel Varga Podcast. And we have another episode of Amitai on my second show, The Beauty and the Biohacker Podcast too. So that's where cool, cool conversations happen. Like I'm sure for you, Amitai, having hosted a number of podcasts, I've hosted, I think about 350. I've learned more in those sessions than in eight years of post-secondary education that I invested in. Yes, yes, yes. I couldn't agree more. You know, to, to connect, uh, to connect some, to, to, um, to really sink in the point that you, the points that you were just mentioning as far as integrating uh, the, or like looking at the entire picture and integrating the entire approach to a healthy life, whether it's energetic, mental, and physical, and kind of taking the steps to do it. Again, I couldn't recommend more your two podcasts. The the everything you put out is amazing. Uh, but but before we get to that, because I want to dedicate a specific time for that, what are some of the tools that you've like a book maybe or something like that? That would allow that you feel like would allow people to um, follow follow the steps that you give them later on the best. For example, I love Atomic Habits. That's uh, my favorite book. If if I see someone's overwhelmed, I immediately tell them to read Atomic Habits, which is counterintuitive because I'm just giving them something else to do. But that would be to me the best 
simplifier, kind of chunking up kind of a cookie cutter approach in a book. So for how do you how do you see that? Is there is there any book that you like or or anything that you could recommend before we get into how to immerse ourselves in the Rachel Varga experience? Hmm. What type of books do I like to recommend? Well, I'd say spiritual teachings in mm-hmm. what feels right for you lineage wise. I also mm-hmm. love to um, read a lot of um, like military tradecraft types of books. I also love to study people. Um, I love to study linguistics and optimize that also for how we come across, how we speak, our presence. So that's something that I also love to teach as well is how can we have presence? How can we have great posture to actually allow our face and neck to age even better too? So a couple of different things, you know, outdoor survival stuff. That's also super fun too. I can't wait for you to come visit with me as well. I mean, those are the types of things that I like to read. It's mm-hmm. kind of quite broad, actually, what I dive into. Understood. Yeah, definitely. I think I think if everyone had a budget, uh, time budget to reading, like they had to dedicate a certain time for reading, certain time for you know uh, listening to things like podcasts or whatever that is, certain budget, fit, uh, you know, monetary budget to to invest in themselves, whether it is in their skin or their health. They budgeted everything out uh, and gave it, it the, the due importance that, that it needed. Life on this planet would look completely differently. But speaking about that, because we're running out of time here, Rachel, you are one of the people that come up in conversations in, in, when I talk about uh, people that you should listen to or follow. You're one of the people that come up the most often. So... I would love for for you to give us like a like an overview of how people can reach out to you, how they can learn more about you. Give us that, please. Perfect. Well, free stuff. The Rachel Varga podcast. That's where kind of my heart and soul really is with yep. interviews, solo episodes. That's free stuff. Mm-hmm. Interviews are hosted on YouTube, but the juicy stuff is the audio only stuff that you know doesn't get. <laughs> You won't see it kind of thing. You know what I'm saying there? Like mm-hmm. the stuff that actually is going to help you be super healthy, live your best life is audio only. Mm-hmm. You can learn more about me at rachelvarga.ca where you will find the ability to book a one-on-one session with me where we can sit down, look at what you're doing at home, create that plan in the clinic too with that ongoing support. I weave in biohacking for optimizing your skin too. And you can use promo code YOUNGGOOSE15 for mm-hmm. 15% off of your one-on-one with me. I do seasonal skin camps as well. So that's where all my tutorials, what I mentioned, facial gua sha, dermal rolling, how to do you know heatless hair care, makeup, everything, applying yourself tanner. I actually take you into my washroom and literally show you how to do all the tutorials. So that's in my skin camp programs. And there's some other cool things that I can offer you on the website too, as well as my ebook, Unlocking Your Vitality, which is basically me relaying to you what my most vibrant clients are doing in like a $14.44 ebook. So everything is at rachelvarga.ca. And also I'm a human just like you. If there was something that resonated with you, send me an email. 
info at rachelvarga.ca. That's the best way to reach me. And thank you so much, Amitai, for your kind words and recommending me to, you know, other pioneers in this space too. It's really fun being able to connect with like-minded individuals. And also, like attracts like, I tend to work with clients that are a lot like us too, that are sort of on this different Mm -hmm. wavelength and level and wanting to bring our best versions forward and understand the skin stuff, the biohacking stuff, the radiant stuff. That is my jam. Well said. You heard it here, guys. Rachel Varga is a real one. She has the young goose, you know, mark of approval. So, Rachel, thank you again for the time that you've uh, you've dedicated for us. Uh, everything is going to be in the show notes. If anyone needs more information, they can reach out to her, reach out to us. We will direct you, whatever you would like to do. Thank you very much, Rachel. Super appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to having you back on my show, too, because I love our yes, conversations. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Bye. Take care. Bye.